Hey guys. Chit 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 cheese and grins up. Grins up. Oh no. The fuck are you talking about? Put your grin on. Hi everybody. <laughs> Welcome to What a Podcast. <laughs> thanks, <gasps> thanks, who's, mom. Who's that voice? That's me. Oh. oh, is that is that your ventriloquism coming through? Is that what we have there? Yes, I've been throwing my voice <laughs> to the corner of this room. Dope. What's it? What's it say when you throw your voice into the corner of the my room? Name's Jeff. Okay. 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 Hi, Lydia. Hello. Hello. How are, how are things? I'm good. Man, Spencer, and you can really change your voice. That's crazy. Thanks, dude. Oh, Hi. just kidding. Hi, I'm Spencer. <laughs> Nailed it. Hey, your, your Spencer impression's on point. In case uh, anyone ever gets upset with us for not responding to things on social media or emails ever again, yeah. one person tweeted us, hey, you should have Lydia on, and the next <laughs> week, here she is. Yeah. That's true. There one, you go. One person tweeted, at us, welcome. At a, tweeted it at us last week, and how many people have emailed us and tweeted it at well, us I mean, since we're Lydia responding was on to like last. months of, yeah. Yes. A cumulative backlog of requests to have you back on the show. Hi, that, Lydia. Is that a thing? You are by high, by far our most highly requested guest. Oh, yes. my God. Actually, yeah, you I and know. Sims are the only ones that people have ever been like, hey, you should have them back. An honor and a privilege. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> I'm not... happy to be here. I'd like to thank my mother and my father. <laughs> For birth. Because you. if I didn't have them both, I wouldn't have me. That's, that's <laughs> how that works. That's how biology happens. Yeah. Uh, how have you been? I've been good. Yeah? Yeah. We haven't had a guest on the show at all in... 50 episodes, he said. Is it 50? Did I say that? Yeah, uh, you said that to was, me. It was probably since you were you and Sims were on the live show, honestly. Oh, um, yeah. That was around episode 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and now you're put, around 150. Well, we're not. Sort of. But we didn't even <laughs> put the uh, we didn't put the 100th episode on the, the normal, ha! the free. Fuck you guys. Well... <laughs> <laughs> and by fuck you guys, what he means is it is available. You gotta pay for that shit. It, no, no, we made it for free. It's on the Patreon. You don't have to pay for that shit. <laughs> we do two episodes a week. It's patreon.com slash whatifpodcast if you want. The second paid episode every week is only five bucks a month. You get four extra episodes a month. And you can go listen to our 100th episode party, which features Lydia Liza and the homie Sims. The. What homie up, man? Sims. How are you? I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those days, though. It's a little dreary. It's a mm-hmm. glooms day. Uh, based on, Lydia, your normal, or not your normal, your your most recent social media cadence, it is not, not a, day a good day to, to listen, listen to, to Crash, Crash Into, into me, me by, by the Dave, Dave Matthews Band. Band. But the last two days were perfect <laughs> days to listen Very, to Crash Into Me by the wh- Dave Matthews Band. Now, Why? What makes yeah, that so? Okay, can, well, can you when dispel you get, that criteria for us? Yeah, 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 yeah. When you get a little bit of sunshine... <laughs> Then it's the perfect time because you got mm. and then it just feels right and it flows with the the summertime sunshine. You think of crashing to me as like a sunny summer song? Yeah, dude. Okay. You don't? What is that song about? I don't know. It's about what every song's about. It's about sexual intercourse. Oh. It, which my mother and my can't, father can't had. Can't do that in the winter. Is and it? now I'm here. <laughs> Thanks, biology teacher. <laughs> Wait, is it is is that what the it's the whole song's about? Can I read you some? I mean, of the, the name lyrics? of it is "Crash Into Me." Okay, here, let or me know. crash it's or kind of whatever. A, it's kind of a. I, I don't. She didn't say it was good sex. Okay, <laughs> so here are the lyrics. That's not how I like to think of it for. Whatever but he says it's worth. this. He says, "You've got your ball. You've got your Balls. chained." Tied to me tight, tie, tie me up again, up. tie me up again. And then he says, into your heart, I'll beat against uh, blah, 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 blah. You come crash into me and I come into you. Yeah. Nah, nah. 
And well, he sounds ta- like it to me. He's talking I about ejaculation. About that. I, 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 oh, I, did, I did forget about that one line. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. And I then did. he says this, oh, I watch you there through the window and I stare at you. Oh. Um, this is getting And he's saying he's waiting for you to come crash into him so that he can come into you. Well, well, I, I, knew, I knew there was a reason I don't listen Monday. to Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. Can we talk about talking mongoose instead? Mongoose. Is mongoose the plural of mongoose? It's going to be as far as I'm concerned. How about mongai? No. Sounds Thank you. Gross. Oh. That? This was a yes and podcast, not a no thank you podcast. I'm saying no thank you. When it when I'm here, some <laughs> things don't fly. Uh-uh. You get in that closet, you think about what you've done. Dude. Dude. <laughs> September 30, nope. September 1931. September, September 30, 30 91. <laughs> it was a leap year that year. Ryan, this took place in Dalby on the Isle of Man. Oh, you mean Dalby? <laughs> Do you know where that is? Oh, I love me some Dalby. <laughs> I was I was raised in Dalby. <laughs> so, the Isle of Man. My granddad fed me my first fight to Guinness when I was three years old in Dalby. <laughs> when did you get good at that? Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. That's awesome. 50 years ago. Guess what? Guess 50 what? years Guess ago. What 50 episodes ago, I was doing a bad Irish accent, and I've just been practicing since you were gone. So, it's actually, that's the reason that we've had you away for so long. I've just so that- been working on my Irish accent. So you, for your return. So you could show me up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, no, you're right. It is better than yours now. I'm, hey, I'm proud. fuck yourself. <laughs> Isle of Man. It's an island directly between the UK and Ireland. Yes. So would it be an Irish accent? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> UK slash Irish listeners, please help. Um, what do y'all talk it's like It's probably a little there? bit of both. Well, what I do know is that the Irving family spoke Gaelic, which makes me think. Mm, what about the mongoose, though? Gaelic. I would imagine it would also be speaking in the tongue of. See, the place. that's what I'm. Well, okay. wait, we'll yeah, get yeah. there. Yeah, the, we'll get there. We'll get there. There's a family called the Irvings who live there in a a stone house, which sounds unfortunate. Um, especially because they're on an island. It'd be good for a hot pretty, climate. Yeah, but it's not. But it's it's not like not pretty a, far yeah, north, and they're on a coast. You're um, in the British Isles. It's probably you're getting ocean breeze, and it's probably cold. Yeah. James, spritz. Margaret, and their 13-year-old daughter, Vori. Is that how we're pronouncing that? I was going to say Vore, but okay. Vori works for me, too. I don't. I have no way of knowing. In September of 31, they started hearing scratching, rustling, and eventually vocal sounds coming from the walls of their house. Well, which can, can f- we not do this story? No, it's nope. fine. It's, it's funny. <laughs> it's eventually. A- sort of. It's a little spooky. I'm spooked right now. I, I like the spooky outcomes of this story best, so we'll get there too. Okay. So I was confused about how being a stone house that sounds could be coming from inside the walls, but I guess they were insulated. Like they had some sort of um, like wood Chips. on top of the the stone and there was like a gap in between the two chips so, and potatoes the way that i understand it is the uh you don't have stone walls in between the rooms of the home so the uh, oh, okay. the exterior shell is all made of stone and then it's insulated with wood and like an inner layer and then there are got it dividers like dividing walls that are then made with wood okay so they start hearing basically animal sounds coming from their walls. Yeah, and the the interesting, well, I found it interesting, there 
are two different reports of where they first started hearing it. Some people say, or some of the stories say, the family first started hearing it in their, they called it the farmhouse, which I think was a shed or barn type structure that was away from the normal house. The other stories I heard said that the first time it was ever encountered was in the attic. So they were hearing it above them in the home. Okay. No. Which, but I mean, not that weird. Like they live in a fairly rural area. Yeah, the pictures are, it's wide open. Like it's a big, relatively big stone house and not much else around them. It wouldn't be that weird to get like squirrels or something. Yeah, yeah, rats, yeah. mice. I mean, there were, were for sure mice. A lot of the area was f- a farming community, so you for sure have mice around there. Uh, the vocalizations at different times sounded like either a ferret, a dog, or a human being. Oh. Initially a, like, baby human being, which for some reason is almost worse to me. That oh, it's way worse. I'd rather something. hear a grown-ass man talking from behind my wall than a baby, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. at least I can fight him. The grown man. <clears throat> you can't fight the baby? That'd be De- an easier takedown. I'd be so I'm not good fighting at fighting a, a I'm baby? not fighting a demon baby in the wall. Uh, I'm moving out. It's his house now. It's his house you now. Can't, you can't, like, punch a baby even if Time he's out. a demon baby. Yeah, absolutely you can. <laughs> you can punch that baby 300 yards without yeah. even thinking twice about it. I would it. If clock it's a demon him into next in Sunday. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... Is a demon baby a baby or, like, a 400-year-old? Okay, here's... You know what I think? Let me tell you what I tell think. Me. Fuck with me, I'm grown now. <laughs> grown baby? Yes. So, grown demon sorry. baby? Here's Go what ahead. I think. I think a demon baby is equal to or greater than a grown man. In what mm. regard? Just in its po- overall in its powers. Power. In mm. its like ability to receive a punch. In its ability to <laughs> fuck your life up. Mm. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, uh, Don't you think I'm th- just thinking, like, what if someone else walks by and sees you not knowing it's a demon baby right as you punt it? You don't have to explain it. You don't owe anything <laughs> to anybody. To no, you-, you just calmly explain you don't know what happened, man. <laughs> is that how, is that that how getting out of things That's work? how I get out of anything. I would just record that baby being a demon right before Fair. I kick it and be like, no, 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 no. Look Check at this. it out. Look at we this do have iPhones shit. now. What what year was this again? 1931. Forget it. <laughs> the Irving family they, was all not. All they could do was journal about it and uh-huh. hope someone read it later. And they did. Um, the father it, did. In October of 1931, they first saw a glimpse of what they thought they had been hearing in their walls. And they described seeing a yellow and brown rat-like animal about nine inches long. It had a long, bushy tail. And also it had human hands. No, thank you. Uh, can human human like hands? Human hands. I mean obviously uh, not th- the size of an adult human okay. because it's a nine inch long thing. But that I think is an important clarification well, because Yeah. I mean we talk about a lot of weird cryptids <laughs> on this show, it man. Was, I'm not they were saying, to scale. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And then also think about when you're scared shitless, things get scarier when you keep remembering them. I I do wonder how literally they meant this because, like, are we talking about, like, the way that a raccoon kind of has human-like hands? I, that's my understanding that's of my it. That's my understanding I don't think, as well. I don't think it's, like, it, this, the way I understand it is this is not a creature that is, like, with the face of a hog and the hands of a human. It's, like, yeah. it's, it yeah. is... It didn't have there's claws, a, it had hands. If you guys are curious, I think so. there's a really good stop motion animation of a cat with human hands. I hate that. And it's, it's horrific. That sounds horrifying. And I only watched it once, I've never seen it s- since. I wouldn't. I, I've never gotten too close to a rat, 
what are they? What are their hands look like? Raccoon what ro- hands. What do rodent hands look They're like? They're raccoon hands, kind of. Raccoon hands mm, have the opposable a, thumbs. And rats and mice don't have that though. No, they don't. But, but it, they, they have they still longer. Got the, they have like longer, kind of fingery claws. Raccoons rats are have so smart. Thumbs? They yeah, do. they can literally hold glasses. Or um, porcupines are kind of the same way too, where they can like. I thought they were on the same things. side though. I thought it was like five fingers, but on the Let same plane. Let me do a little googling for I'm, you. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm I guess what I'm getting see. at is like, could this just be a large rat? And in the moment, they were like, "Oh shit, look at its weird hands because well, it's big." So, Vore, Vore, Vore. Sure, I can't remember what we decided on. You said that. I said Vori. Vori. I don't know. Uh, Vori's gonna be easier. She did. Vori, uh, Vori's the only one who saw it, as far as we know. Yeah, a lot of the initial stuff about this, uh, mongoose, rat, demon baby, uh... Vori was making up. Well, it, it, it originated with her, yeah. It originated with her, and the family was on board, but the, but the physical descriptions all came from Vori, because she's the only one who claimed to have actually physically seen it. Initially. Initially. Yes. Who else saw it? Later, they all claimed to, and a couple people not in their family. Yes, true. That's right. But at this point, yeah, I think it was had only been the the 13-year-old daughter. One thing I wanted to just run back to super quickly about the vocalizations that I thought was interesting was it was described by the family as um, like a an evolution almost. So originally it was just like scratching and sounds of like there's an animal in the walls. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into more of like, um, like gurgling or almost like mimicking like human sounds. No. Like, no. Yeah. Right. And they, and they actually explained it as it sounded like as if a child were learning to speak English so, yeah, in the they, process of the evolution of the sounds it was making. They first heard this thing in September, first saw it in October, and by December said that it was um, less animal in nature and, quote, similar to a baby child beginning to talk and eventually heard definite <sighs> words coming from the walls. Uh, um... So their response was was not what my response would have been. They decided they were going to lean into this and try and teach it how to talk. Oh, oh, (laughs) yeah. No, I think that's right. I think that's correct. I think at that point you either have to kill it or move. So, what was the name of the dad again? Uh, James. 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 He just like one day was like, "All right, honey." Well, they started reading it like nursery rhymes and stories. No. And within a week, it was able to repeat parts of them, parts of the stories back to them. And So wait, at this point, are they like pretty sure it's an animal? Or they're just like, maybe, let's just see what happens. I I think they're probably still on the, uh, this is a a weird animal train. But I got to imagine by the time it starts speaking back to you. You're having other thoughts. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, definitely. Even if there's a raccoon in my house, which is a much smarter animal than a rat, if it starts speaking to me, we've we've crossed some sort of threshold it's in terms no of good. like what I'm going to do <laughs> and, no how, and what I'm thinking is happening in my house. They also didn't um they didn't see it for like a while after they started hearing it, right? Uh, it was like a month between first hearing it okay. and then seeing it, but it, it was it was seen very rarely the whole time that right. this was going on. Right, like most of the interactions were audible more than they were visual. Correct. They weren't like sitting down at the table with this thing and reading it a book. They it, it was 
almost all of these interactions happened with Jeff, the mongoose slash rat slash demon baby. I feel like uh, every time you say it, we have to say it. We well, have to hit it. I mean, we don't have to, but I, I definitely mean, will. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's on the other side of the wall telling them about himself and reading books with them. Yes. They're all not, right. They're not face-to-face for most of this. Yes. So you can make up a pleasant image. I guess. If you'd like. Um, with, it's, a, <laughs> it's, within, it's not always pleasant. <laughs> within a couple months of them starting to teach this thing words and how to speak, uh, he slash it could speak fluently and conversationally and began to actually pick up other languages as well. So they first taught him English, um, but eventually Jeff could speak at least portions of French, German, Yiddish, Flemish, Spanish, and Hebrew. This is no good. <laughs> no. No, no it is not. It, it's terrible. Here's what I want to know, and this, I never found any uh, any evidence of this, but... Did the whole family or some combination of the family speak those languages? It's not like... No. See, that's fucked up. So... So maybe he was visiting other homes? Well, yes. And James, uh, I guess, was pretty well-traveled and was at least, like, familiar with a lot of Mm -hmm. uh, European languages. But I don't think spoke any of them fluently enough to teach them to someone else. I also heard that uh, Jeff learned uh, tavern songs. Yeah, he liked to sing and tell jokes also. Mm. He also cussed a lot, so he can, he can be an honorary sweary boy for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> You're an honorary sweary boy, too. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, Heck also, yeah. on the list of skills that Jeff very quickly picked up, also, oh. his, his name was Jeff because he told them his name is Jeff, and, and um, we're going with G-E-F for the spelling of that. Yeah, yeah. and technically speaking, uh, it's Geff. It's a hard G. It's goat or Gaelic. Yeah. yeah. Technically, it's Geff. As as told by Geff slash Jeff? Uh, no, as told by... Because I don't think that's a real name, is it? Yeah. Really? Around around their parts, I think it is. Hmm. Okay. Hard G in Gaelic, I think, is just the, like, pronounced, pronounced like goat. But it's A, way funnier to just call the mongoose Jeff. I've never heard him... Called anything other than Jeff. Word. I just saw... In, like, interviews and all that. I saw a couple different uh, stories where they said pronunciation at the time of a G starting name would be, like, a G sound instead of a J sound. I'm, I'm calling huh. that that boy Jeff. I, you know what it is? You know, you know what the, the best example uh, that matches this is? It's it's a GIF. It's not a JIF. And I'll never say JIF. Yeah, we don't and, need to get into that. And JIF oh, is the brother. dumbest thing. Ryan. Yeah, I said it. Okay, so Jeff liked <laughs> singing songs, telling stories, mm-hmm. and jokes. Uh, he could also shapeshift, apparently. Oh, great. <sighs> I don't I don't understand how they knew this, considering that they only saw him very yeah, rarely. Yeah, they barely saw it. I don't either. Um, he would sometimes kill rabbits and, left, and leave them on the front step like a, a cat might do. It was a gift. It was a gift. For the family. It's pronounced gift. And <laughs> what was weird, though, is that he didn't, uh, he didn't like, bite the animals, the rabbits, as a, you know, usually if a cat or small mammal kills something, they're going to bite it, like, 
to kill ne- it. He at the just, neck. He just turned them dead. No, he choked them out, basically. They had been, like, strangled. Dude, so he does With have human no hands. no regard for human life. <laughs> Rabbit life, but Rabbit yes. Rabbit life. He just, this uh, dude's just body slamming him. Yeah, well, he, used those, him. he used those human hands for human throat choking. This mongoose is a UFC champion. It seems, it seems, it seems that way. <laughs> um, he claimed he was an Indian mongoose, as in from India originally, and that he was 80 years old. He was born on June 7th in 1852 in New Delhi, India. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what Jeff told this family. So... I was uh, in my research today trying to figure out if mongoose live in or on the Isle of Man. Okay, it seems like not a uh, natural habitat for them, being it an island not. and all. And I learned that one or several farmers actually brought mongooses, mongoose, to the island from India. Yes, in order to deal with rodents. Yes, what specifically. The f- Specifically, rabbits. They had a they had a rabbit problem, and rabbits would chew off. Uh, wild rabbits would chew off their. Um, That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. It would chew off their their crops, like right at the at the ground, and it would fuck up all their incomes. So they brought in mongooses because they're predators and they're carnivores, and so they would kill the rabbits. Jeff was just doing his job. He was killing the rabbits. Jeff was doing his job, man. <laughs> Better okay, than so anybody got, else. So we've got Jeff the hunter, right? Yep. We've also got a whole bunch of other gigs that Jeff decided to uh, take on in the Irving family throughout the course of his stewardship. Residency. Oh, yeah, his residence in the (laughs) Irving household. Uh, We've got Jeff the Spy. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, there are stories from the Irving family that, uh, that Jeff would... Tell the family about gossip happening at neighboring homes, <laughs> particularly if it affected the Irving family themselves. Oh my god! So if there was, let's say, there was like uh, something dangerous, Cindy. Yeah, fucking right? having a baby. She's fourteen. <laughs> Can you believe Margaret didn't bring a cake to that birthday party? How how devilish of her! How devilish! Um. My, no, man, but, my man was bored. He had all these superpowers, and he lived in a town of, like, 50 people. So he's he's scooting house to house being mm-hmm. like, yo, you're never going to believe what Jimmy said about <laughs> you. Stirring up shit. Yep. And then he would come back and tell it to the Irving family. Oh, my God. Um, also— Would he, uh, like—okay, this is how I'm wondering how he delivered news. Would he, like, come into the walls and be like, hey! I mean— I'm back! <laughs> Stories from the neighborhood. I mean, my name is Jeff. (laughs) Hello, my name is Jeff, and uh, Cindy thinks your cooking's garbage. Or would someone like be home and then hear him be like, (laughs) "Anybody home tonight?" And then they press their ear to the wall. Yeah. Knock twice if you can hear me, Jeff. (laughs) Tap tap. Ah, I hear you. I hear you too, Jeff. Keep start clapping. Keep clapping. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Jeff would Jeff would spy on the neighbors. Jeff would also apparently give the Irving family insights into dangers around the area. If there was like a rabid dog or some sort of predator in the area, he would give them a warning of this. We also have Jeff the firefighter. <laughs> I, I miss this one. Uh, some nights the family would pass out or go to sleep or leave with a fire still running in the fireplace. Right, they didn't have electricity in their and house. And Jeff would yeah. piss on it. And, <laughs> and Jeff would piss it right out. <laughs> hmm. 
Oh, I'm going to pee on your fire there. <laughs> your, your fire is too hot. I'm going to pee it out. How um, how does he get the, the proper angle? He's a little guy. He's, he's very low to the ground. Well, he knows tavern songs, so he's probably just drinking a lot of pints, and then he's just projectile pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like from his back up, like at a at a steep. Like you a know, nice arc to it? In all the years that I've heard the phrase projectile vomit, I've never heard anyone be like, what if... Well, I mean, it always is. What if projectile sort of. Yeah, that's true. He's just like long-distance champion pisser. That's true. And like, uh, and it's uh, just like, a, like myself. It's a volume thing, too. I think it's well, also that, a volume thing. I guess that's thing. more what I'm getting at that, and I'm getting at, you know, a fireplace is usually like close to floor level, but like in order to put it out... Gotta have some sort of downward angle. Well, can't I mean, be pissing up at it. He's in the walls. I mean, maybe he just like slid into the chimney, pissed right down the chimney, and then it's like hopped right back and up. Smoky in there. You're gonna die, Jeff. Jeff is already either a, He's 85. <laughs> he's either a exactly. already dead. He's not that, he's not that nimble anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's either already dead or has enough superpowers that he's gonna be like totally fine. All right, so he put out fires, looking out for the fam. Jeff, the firefighter. We also have Jeff, the alarm clock. Hmm. If the family overslept, uh, Jeff would potentially come in and give you some. Uh, Did anybody hear me? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just You're late for school. Yep, there you go. <laughs> just stand on the roof and. My name is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> like, a ro- like a rooster. Just- <laughs> My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. <laughs> just over and over and over again until the family woke up. Yeah. I like that. I think that's right. I think that's what probably happened. Uh, no, but that's the story that Jeff would wake the family up. Uh, we also have Jeff Why? the... Sorry? Why would he do that? Well, the the story that I, I feel like is is created by these anecdotes around what the family says Jeff accomplished for the family is that you can believe Jeff is a variety of things. You can believe, well, and we'll get to this in a little bit, but like if you believe Jeff is more of a spiritual being than a physical being, Jeff is a kind spirit, a poltergeist of like positive nature. Is he? Well, not necessarily, he's but projectile a, lot, a lot of the, <laughs> hey, he's projectile pissing, but he's doing it for a good cause. That's true. But but he, the, he also said that he could kill them if he wanted to, but he didn't yeah, want to. Yeah, but. <laughs> so he's just stating a fact, you know, like I can choke out these rabbits. I could choke you out too, but yeah, I don't want to do that. But you know what? Humans can kill each other and we don't go around saying things like that because that's fucked up. That's true. And only psychopaths say things like, imagine, I could kill you if I wanted to. Imagine, I, I'm just sitting here having a nice conversation and coffee with you, Ryan. And we're talking about, you know, my familial relations. I'm having a really tough time with, sure. you know, my relationship with my sister is falling apart. Yeah, and, I totally get you it. You know, I barely know her husband and mm. we're really just not having that. I could kill you if married? I wanted. <laughs> Heck. Well. I could yeah. kill you. The difference is, which is true, but we just I don't wanted. tell each other that. The difference is because I'm, no I'm twice your size, and there's no way you could kill me. <laughs> there are so many ways Lydia could kill you. I could choke you out. I'm gonna, for instance, I'm gonna put you just like that demon baby down yeah. the street. <laughs> I am pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, no, I, I understand that. That's obviously a very creepy, fucked up thing to say. I also, I don't know. Some of the things are attributable more to the family than others in this story and that one seems less attributable to the family huh if you i don't know uh the so the that's resources, a big bullet point for me 
the resources. That's a highlighted one. The the I can kill you bullet point. I don't trust anything else he's been doing. Alarm clock or not. Understandably so. Do you you want to hear some other uh, quotes from Jeff quickly? Jeff has some pretty good quotes. Oh, wait. Sorry. Jeff the Exterminator was the last one that I had on my list, which is uh, Jeff kills mice and rats. Or, Mm. sorry, they wondered where the mice and rats had gone, and Jeff said that while he could kill the mice, he preferred to scare them away. How did he do that? Bro, how does he do anything he does? Just, He's just Jeff running, the Mongoose, running through man. the walls. My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. <laughs> Until they all are like, oh, that guy's Fuck too. Fuck that. I can't oh, hear that one more yeah. time. Oh, my God. And he chased him right out. He chased him right out the door. Oh, no. So, yeah. Serving serving some, uh, you know, serving some purposes around the house. He's not a- just being creepy. I guess is the point I'm trying to get across. Yeah. It's not just like a demon spirit or a thing that's like haunting these people and saying fucked up shit. He's also like, hey, let me let me hook it up right quick. Um, yeah, okay. Quotes. Give me some. Give me some Jeffisms. I'm, well, as reported yeah. by James, Margaret, and Vori. He could sometimes be uh, crazy and or scary slash violent. Mm. Uh, quote: If you are kind to me, I will bring you good luck. If you are not kind, I will kill all your poultry. Oh, I can get them wherever you put them. Okay. The Irvings were farmers, by the way. Yes. Um, Dude. The exact quote from the, uh, the incident we were just talking about is, quote, you don't know what damage or harm I might do if I were roused. I could kill you all if I liked, but I won't. See, okay, so I'm imagining, I'd, I'd like to hear more quotes, of course, but what I'm imagining is them all huddled in the kitchen making stew Mm-hmm. And then shouting down the chimney is the voice of Sean Connery coming out of a nine-inch mongoose. Like, I could kill you all if I wanted, but I won't because I don't want to. But uh, yeah, basically, I think you got just the idea. Like, oh, Jeff. I think you got the idea. <laughs> Jeff, you're so crazy. Uh, he once shouted, I'll split the atom. I am the fifth dimension. I am the eighth wonder of the world, which sounds like it could also be a Macho Man Randy Savage quote. I'm the eighth wonder of the world. Split the atom. I am the fifth dimension. Uh, He said, if I were a spirit, this is Jeff, not Macho Man, if I were a spirit, I could not kill rabbits. Which begs the question that I think we'll discuss in depth later. What the fuck was this thing? Yeah. He Uh, also described himself as being, quote, just a very clever mongoose. I'm just a very clever mongoose. (laughs) He also once communicated that he was an earthbound spirit. Okay. He also communicated once that he was a ghost in the form of a mongoose. Hmm. He also communicated. He also communicated once. Mongoose. I am. Mongoose. Yeah. Mongoose is. It sounds a. like he was a. Just a classic manipulator. Yeah. First, we got to put mongoose on the list. Correct. That's good. Two. You're absolutely correct. A gaslighting king. Uh. Jeff also once said, I am a freak. (laughs) I have hands and I have feet. Mm. And if you saw me, you'd faint. You'd be petrified, mummified, turned into stone or a pillar of salt. I do and do not like him at all. (laughs) I get it. Hey, Jeff, what are you into? I don't know. I'm a freak. (laughs) I've got feet and hands. (laughs) 
I'm a freak. And I do lots of freaky shit with them. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. My name's Jeff, and I'm a freak. You ever heard Crash Into Me by Dave Matthews, man? <laughs> That's my jam. That song's about me. That song's about me. Um, going back to your... your <laughs> my name is Jeff, and I'm going to crash into you. Oh, my God. Um, he liked watching people from inside the walls. It's yeah, pretty he's close. a creep. He's a freak. Quote, I am a ghost in the form of a weasel, <laughs> and I shall haunt you with weird noises and clanking chains. I you shall. said weird noises. I shall haunt you with weird noises, which I've always wondered, like, ghosts, right? You're going to hang around in a house and just, like, rattle some shit and go, ooh, every <laughs> once in a while? Did you get to the stories about Jeff also moving things in the house? Yeah, he was a poltergeisty weasel. So that's when it starts to get... <gasps> oh, hold on, I got a couple more Okay, 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 quotes. okay, sorry. We'll get there in a second. Um, nuts. Put a sock in it. Chew Coke. Oh. What? Sometimes he got upset when other people talked. Hey, he would tell them to put a sock in it and chew Coke. That sounds like a reference I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either, but um, I, think I like that he was yelling stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Drugs? When asked where he would go when he died, which is a fucked up question to ask someone. I heard the little girl asked him this after a while because she mm. was trying to like suss out more. If you're a ghost, where do you die? Where do you go? Where, yeah. you, where do you come from? Where or do you go? Or just to get more of the story, like, hey, uh, if that was a Kyle Joe reference, <laughs> sure I'm going to throw you out of your own house. Um uh, like, I imagine at a certain point, I mean, you're getting a, I was born in 1852 in New Delhi, India from this mongoose. I am a marsh mongoose. I am a marsh mongoose. And then you're getting, uh, uh, like, all of these additional data points. You're probably at a certain point going to be like, I'm going to need to, like, suss this. Like, where do you go when you die? I don't know. Like, his, just yeah. suss out what it, the whole story is here. His answer didn't help to clarify anything because he said, quote, to hell, to the land of mist. Sick. Dude, that's like. Oh, I'm that's gonna the, go to hell when I die. <laughs> I'm gonna go to hell when I die. The runaround. Uh-huh. That poor gal. I mean, this poor mongoose. He's uh, obviously seen some shit. Yeah. To hell. <laughs> to miss. I'm going to hell. <laughs> um. He also said, "Last one. For years, I understood all that people said, but I could not speak until you taught me." Oh. Yikes. <laughs> this is your fault, motherfuckers. <laughs> so when I kill everyone, yeah. this is on you. Um, Bro. <laughs> so a lot of the stories of this that we understand or know. Sorry. Just got a text from my wife that says, fuck you guys. Now I have Crash stuck in my head. <laughs> Sick. We've succeeded. Katie, it's my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we know we know most of this through a couple different channels. One, uh, James Irving did keep a diary, which some of came out later. We I couldn't find anywhere to read it, but I heard that some of this comes from there. There was there was a book published in thirty six. Was some of it in there? Yeah. Okay. That book is incredibly hard to get a hold of. If anyone ever has a, a good lead on it. The cheapest copy I could find online was a thousand dollars. And the nearest library that has a copy is in Madison. Mm. So Road trip. We could take a road trip to the University of Madison. True. Um, We also know a a big chunk of this through the British tabloids and newspapers. This story caught the attention of um, Irish and British tabloids and newspapers around the time period, and multiple different news stories were published around this story. Um, Just... I guess just telling the story, it was a strange occurrence that they were trying to document. No kidding. Yeah. 
Um, the other... I have a, a quote from the first article that uh, appeared in Mainland Press. Please, yes. It was the uh, Manchester Daily Dispatch. And they actually sent a journalist there to investigate who then wrote an article about his experience. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, quote, had I heard a weasel speak? I do not know. But I do know that I have heard today a voice which I should never have imagined could issue from a human throat. Mm. That the people who claim it was the voice of the strange weasel seem sane, honest, and responsible folk, not likely to indulge in a difficult, long, drawn out, and unprofitable practical joke to make themselves the talk of the world. Wow. And that many others have had the same experience as myself. Yo, I did not find this quote. What was this from? This is the Daily Dispatch in Manchester, okay. which was the first uh, mainland outlet to cover it. That is a very... Will you read that one more time? That's a very interesting take on this yeah. that I have not heard so far. Had I heard a weasel speak, I do not know, but I do know that I have heard today a voice which I should never have imagined could issue from a human throat. And that the people who claim it was the voice of the strange weasel seem sane, honest, and responsible folk not likely to indulge in a difficult, long, drawn-out, and unprofitable practical joke to make themselves the talk of the world. Huh. That's also so true because I feel like nowadays when people do kind of like the practical jokes for news stuff, it goes viral and they do make money. Yeah, I, I think in, in trying to suss out like... Because obviously the first explanation for this is they were trying to prank us or each other or someone, right? Like it was a hoax of some kind. Yeah. And should we get into the paranormal investigation before we talk about what it might have been? Sure. But okay. just in, in reference to this quote yeah, yeah, sorry, um, go ahead. and the profitable part, they didn't, as far as was ever documented, make any money off of this. And they actually lost a significant amount of money due to it. Because they sold their house at a huge loss. Oh, so when because they, it was perceived as haunted when oh my God. in a small rural community where everyone knew about it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, don't buy a fucking house. They yeah. got fucking weird shit going on in that house. So mm. they sold the house when James died in the 70s and they sold it for like half of what they bought it for in the 30s. It was. Wow. So it was, it was $5. It was earlier than that. But yes. Or no, sorry. It was it was destroyed in the 70s. They sold it in 45. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so they 13 years after it? the story. Yeah. Because the happenings never ended? No, I think it just was old and shitty and they tore it down in the yeah. 70s. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, sold it in 45. It was up until like 71 or 73 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but right. yeah, they they lost. If anything, they lost money on this whole thing. Wow. Right, right. Um. So one of the interesting things that happened, I think, out of the publicity that occurred in Ireland and Britain and, like you said, even made it to the States, is that there was a— uh, I meant mainland UK, by the way, not oh, the United States. Oh, my bad. Okay. But it made Man it to Manchester the US too, though, didn't it? not in the US. Eventually, yeah, but okay. not, not that quickly. Uh, is that there was what was determined as a paranormal or psychic investigation— yeah, because that's a thing you did in the 30s. Yeah, I guess. Well, there was the whole like spiritualist movement that was going on around then. Right. Where people were trying to talk to dead relatives and take weird photos of their auras and shit. Right. So, I mean, that that was like in the public consciousness. in the, Around that in time. That, yeah. Yeah. So the, the book that you're referring to, I think, that's very hard to get a hold of is The Haunting of Cashin's Gap. Yeah. 
And that was what, 36? 36, it came out in, and it was written by uh, Richard S. Lambert, who went by Rex Lambert. Dick Lambert. Well, Rex Rex Dick. Dick. Is Rex... Nailed it. Rex is short for Richard? I think Rex I thought that was like an Alexander thing. I think Rex is like, uh, I think Rex is like Butch, you know, like sometimes you just call people Butch because it's like a nickname that... Wait, is that real? What do you Butch, mean? Butch I is think just Ryan's its own thing. Making this up. Butch is uh, Butch is like a nickname for. I mean, like I'm sure some people I thought have. Thought it was short for butcher. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out. Seriously, what is that? You just name a, a a person Butch? No, Butch is like a nickname for. It's like it's like buddy, like same as Rex. Like Rex isn't like a short for anything. Butch isn't short I don't think for that's anything. True. No, it is. I've never heard this before. All right, whatever. There are there are people in my family who just got called Butch, even though their name is not Butch. Just because your family does something doesn't mean that's the way. It no, is, it's a so. thing. It's like a nickname. <laughs> yeah, but right. nicknames are whatever. Hi, nicknames what have an origin com, usually. Uh, you don't just decide to call somebody pod, a different name one day. <laughs> join our Facebook group and let's all talk about the names Butch and Rex. <laughs> like if I just started calling you. Bill tomorrow? Would you go with it? That's not how nicknames work. No, because Rex is not a name per se. It's like a. It's like a thing. It's like a. It's like a colloquial. Like it's like calling somebody buddy. You know, Butch is like calling somebody like pal. Hey there, Butch. I don't think so. So anyway, there was an investigation that happened between uh, Richard Lambert Rex and Harry Price, who was a paranormal investigator. They actually went to the Isle of Man. To go check out the situation, they didn't they stay with the family. Uh, I think so. They I don't like think they would have had a, other options, really. Yeah, that's true. Like there wasn't like a there wasn't a nineteen thirty one hotel Airbnb. on Isle. Yeah, no Airbnbs at the time. And you want to catch as much of the activity as possible, right? True. Which means you're probably going to have to stick around for a little bit. Um, Are you Googling if Butch is a nickname that's popular? Of course. Yes. Carry on. I'll get there. (laughs) Um, And in the process, uh, the the investigators, Richard Lambert and Harry Price, looked at, they looked at a bunch of uh, evidence. Would you put evidence in quotation marks? I'm honestly not super familiar with this investigation. Okay. So you might have to take the lead on this one. No problem. So they looked at, um, they looked at paw prints. That the family You mean hand prints. Well, yes. Some look like hands, some don't. Hand-like paw prints that the family uh, said were Jeff, Jeff Jeffisms. The family submitted fur that they believed was potentially Jeff fur. And then they tried to identify some uh, markings on the walls, like scratches on the walls that they thought were Jeff. I hate it. Created. Also, we should probably point out at this juncture that uh, there was a dog that lived in this house. Yes. And, oh, thanks. <laughs> and in fact, the fur that, that was found is dog created. They, well, because Jeff was pranking him. Duh. Well, yes. Also, he's a shapeshifter, so... They, so he can be a dog into when a dog he wants for a to be yeah. a dog. Uh, they also determined that the paw prints were probably from natural animals and not from mong- supernatural animals, mongooses, not from a supernatural animal like the mongoose. A very clever mongoose. A very clever mongoose. Um, so I shouldn't say like determined that, but they said uh, conceivably made by a dog was the uh, the assessment of the paw prints. Um, the the dog hair, the hair was dog hair 
So I don't know. I guess what I'm curious about is I don't know how much the family was like, no, no, no. Jeff is super real and here's the evidence or how much it was like, yeah, man, you can look around our house all you want. And the investigators were like, oh, there's a pop print. We'll check it out. Because to me, it's different if the family was saying, no, no, right, no, right, this right. is the evidence that Jeff is real. And then they run that back and go, mm, no, it's not. Or whether the investigators were the ones going. Just collecting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe this is evidence that it is a thing. Totally. That to me changes the the dynamic of like the story, right. whether they were trying to position it as uh, real or not. Um, there, uh, there wasn't a final determination from, uh, Lambert and Price, although, uh, they said that this is, a um, Richard Wiseman was a friend of theirs who assessed their analysis, who said, quote, Price and Lambert were less than enthusiastic about the case, concluding that the on- that only the most credulous of individuals would be impressed with the evidence for Jeff. Huh. Okay. Did they get any more specific than that? No. That's okay. it and that's all. Um, Nandor Fodor, who was a research officer for the International Institute for uh, Psychical Research. He went by Butch, though. Went by Butch. And uh, also stayed at the oops, uh, stayed at the uh, Irving's house for a week, and said that he did not see or hear Jeff, and also did not believe that deliberate deception had occurred. So huh. the family got tricked by something. So and then passed that on to others. So I think now what is a good mean? time. To talk about the possibilities of what may or may not have happened. Okay. Before we do that. Yes. Butch is a substitute for junior in German families. Mm. Is your family German? No, not at all. Then mm. that's. Which is why I think it's like, hey, they're a junior. Like people say like, hey, they're Butch, like young kid, no, young no, no, guy. No, 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 no. Like when you have a, an actual senior and junior in the same family and need to distinguish between the two. Mm. Butch is close to whatever the German word for junior is. Well. Also, Rex is just a name that people are given, apparently. Rex, uh, Rexadelphia. It's, it's uh, short for Rexadelphia. It's similar to the Latin word for king. Oh. And is occasionally a nickname for Reginald. That's also, actually, Ryan means little king from uh, from Irish languages. It's the mm. Ray, Ray, Ryan, Ray. Ryu. Ryu. Mm. Ken and Ryu. Hadouken. Um, what happened, Spencer? Tell me what happened. This one is really weird, and, and part of the reason I want to talk about it is because it has elements of a bunch of different shit. We've got cryptozoology. We got poltergeists. We've got we've got me fully spooked. We've got <laughs> we've got Lydia Liza fully spooked. Yeah, there's like the cryptozo crypto mm, cryptozoological elements. Mm-hmm. I almost got that. Well done. <laughs> I was going to say, still, the fourth it, one you quite pushed land. through. <laughs> Cryptozoological. <laughs> We're wrong. It's not zoological, though. Cryptozoological. Hey, fuck yourself. It's what I want it to be. <laughs> You're right. She went Brooklyn on you. Um, <laughs> Watch out. We got the cryptid angle. We have the poltergeisty angle in like the disembodied voices yep. and things moving and uh, scratching and like... Yeah, some physical elements to it. Apparently, Jeff also ate food that they would leave out. Yeah, I did hear that. Which obviously is a thing that human beings can do. So mm-hmm. there's that doesn't eliminate the hoax angle. Um, 
you've got the like ghostly spirity angle to it. Yep. Which sometimes overlaps with the poltergeist stuff, but not always. Yep. But I just I can't think of another case where all these things were alleged to have been happening simultaneously in the same place in the same being. Yeah. It's like if if somebody had a, a months long Bigfoot sighting and it spoke to them and said it was a ghost, but other times told them it was a ape, but other times told them it was like a, a witch's assistant. There's yep. like the there's the whole concept of uh, a witch's familiar. Loring, you guys know Loring. about that idea? A witch's familiar? Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, that witches would I like. I know all about this. Do you actually? Yeah. Oh, okay. That they'd have like an animal. Yeah. That would be like their sidekick. Yeah, some like special enchanted animal that would go do stuff on their behalf. You mm. guys ever seen Kiki's Delivery Service? No, no I don't what, know what that means. What that? Well, it's a anime. <laughs> I love anime, but it's a <laughs> it's a movie about a little girl who's a witch and she goes off on her first like witch uh witch venture and witch venture. uh brings her little cat Gigi. Yeah. It's a black cat that can talk oh so there's there's her familiar like sabrina exactly that is her familiar yeah Yeah. there you go yeah so there's that angle and just a lot of elements that don't get combined in any other stories i've come across it sounds like he can't keep up with his lies i think what's going on i think the the additional interesting angle that gets layered into this is the perpetration of a hoax element. Yeah. Which, so there's been two takes on the hoax, and I think we should talk about all of the options yeah. in a second, but I want to lay them all out, like lay the cards out there for what the fuck, what the fuck actually happened here. Yeah. To like take the world by storm with this story. Um, there's two different elements to the family per- perpetuating a hoax story, uh, which is one, one of the investigators from, and I actually don't have the quote up right now, and I wish I did. Um, one of the investigators from one of the publications that came to visit the family said that at one point he caught the 13-year-old daughter, Foray, Foree, making sounds while investigating the house. What the and hell? tried to point it out to the father and the mother and the father tried to convince the reporter that the sound had come from another location. So, so it's all the daughter. Well, there's speculation, which goes all the way up to, uh, to a newspaper article that came out in, uh, the, uh, it was, it was a local article. I don't know what the paper actually was, but the, but the headline was clue to mystery of quote, talking weasel Schoolgirl may have power of ventriloquism. So, I mean, the, the I leading want the power of ventriloquism. <laughs> it makes it sound like it's a superpower. Yeah. Right. The, the leading theory on this one is that it was a hoax perpetrated at least initially by the daughter. Yeah. And, she, however, until her death, maintained that that was not the case. Yeah, she died in 2005 and took to her bed that she had not invented Jeff. However, a, I believe, classmate of hers at one point said, and I, this could be false and I'm not sourcing it, so take this for what you will. Yeah. Um, I heard on a podcast that a classmate of hers said it was a hoax 
perpetrated by Fori and her mother mm. to try and get them to move out of the house. Got it. Because the family was originally from Liverpool. And they wanted to go back. Did pretty well in Liverpool, made some money, moved to this island at like, the behest sucks. of the father, and James. It. Yeah, who wanted to start a farm and his daughter and wife hated it. Got it. So that explains some of the stuff in terms yeah. of like how maybe this got started. And then you still have the issue of like, well, other people claim to have heard and seen these things. Sure. Um, the father appeared to be like most involved of any of them uh, by the end of it. Yeah. And this thing spoke primarily to him and took on a lot of like some of his personality almost. Which is the other side of the family coin. What do you mean? So the to me, one of the most interesting takes on what potentially happened, and we can again we can dive into all of these a little more deeply, is that um Nandor Fodor, the research officer for the Institute International Institute for <laughs> Psychical Research. Butch, he, pre- he prefers Butch. <laughs> he prefers Butch. Um actually over his week-long stay with the family believed that there was a complex psychological issue and that Jeff was part of a split off personality from Jim Irving, the family's father. Whoa. That, (laughs) that, (laughs) that the sounds that were being generated were, so this sounds somewhat ridiculous, but think about the possibility of you've got multiple people in the house at different times. It's actually, if you look at the photos, it's a fairly large stone home. Like there are photos of the family in front of it. It's not like a one room schoolhouse. Like it's a, it's a relatively large building. I didn't see any photos from inside, so I don't know how the walls are constructed, but some of the investigators commented on how, um, wide and booming the walls were that, that you could essentially, um, I think one of them referred to them as like a sonic conveyor of some kind, basically, that yeah. there was so much space in between the walls that mm. you could essentially uh, speak weird. into one side and that it would maybe fill the home or if there was a hole or a rafter or whatever, that it might come out and feel like it if came like from another yeah, location. Right. Or if you or if you, you know, if there was a gap in a door frame that you could, you know, be in another room and yell into that it would feel like it was coming in through the kitchen. I could imagine a, a rectangular-ish stone house having some weird acoustic properties. Yeah. And then imagine a family who, you know, you're, it's just the three of you. You live in there day and night. You're in different rooms. Sometimes you're in the bathroom. Sometimes someone's cooking. All of a sudden someone hears something and says, oh my God, I just heard it. And everyone rushes in from other rooms if you have a split personality, you could be generating those sounds into the walls and then coming in from another room and saying, what did you hear? Are there any other documented cases of a multiple personality situation like this, though? Not- Where it becomes part of, like, uh, an attempt to deceive? Like, I... Not that yeah. I'm, not that I'm aware present, of. isn't present in, like, normal conversation ever? Not that I'm aware of, but also, A, I don't know the topic nearly well enough. B, I think it's also an interesting idea to say, you know, whether or not you call it true split personality, could there be a mental illness of sorts that would cause the father to create this character or being or 
you know, create this sort of like fascination within his family of an additional character in the in the house. Like that, I believe, is possible without necessarily identifying it as, you know, schizophrenia or split personality. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I guess we're just purely speculating on oh, that. Oh, a bajillion percent. And it still but then doesn't. again, all of this is. Right, right, right. I just, I mean, yeah, I guess potentially something along those lines is possible. But yeah. like there's no, even with all of this limited and like very uh unreliable Di- evidence dicey, we're working with yeah. in the first place that is like not included anywhere in any of it yeah. which part that there might be some sort of like mental health issues contributing to this like that's not documented anywhere somebody just said maybe just this is what's going on one. right well yes I- but Nendar Fodor is that was his conclusion after living with the family for based, a week. Based on what though? And is he qualified to make such a distinction? I don't know. He uh he's cited in Haunted People the Story of Poltergeist Down to the Century or Down to the Centuries. And um I didn't I couldn't find the book or read the book, but he's cited in there for saying that that was um his his take on what was happening in the family. Interesting. So yeah, I don't I don't know that he's qualified to make that that judgment or I not. I mean, I'd but. be very curious to know what that conclusion is based on, too. Yeah, no, for sure. But I and mean, if, like, and if there's good evidence of that, like, you should probably publish that if you're allowed, right? Because that would be, I mean, that would be one of the bigger. That would settle it, right? Right. If if you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I walked into the bathroom and he was like hollering into the you know into the rafters one night. Also, and- again, like, wouldn't that type of that level of uh, behavior be noticeable in other aspects of his life. Sure. I mean, this guy yeah. is, is around people all the time. His family apparently didn't have concerns about this. Right. Like he's or not they being, did, they weren't, you know, sharing them with anyone, his friends, other people in his neighborhood. Right. Like he's not being dicey on a day to day basis. He's only being dicey in the way of like, and, and also hiding all of it from the yeah, two people he totally lives with in 24 seven. Add up to me. No. It would so, be far more clear for sure to them. So those are the those those are the two family takes. Is the hoax is the daughter, or potentially the daughter plus the mother, tried to create this being in the home to spook the family enough to get out. Hmm. The father potentially was doing it out of some sort of unverified, undocumented mental illness for whatever reason. Or the kid has the power of ventriloquism. The kid's throwing sound around the house. Wow. The thing about, okay, so the thing about, so let's let's really dive into like what the fuck, right? The thing about those two stories that doesn't match for me is if the daughter is doing this of her own accord and she has, even okay, let's say she has the power of ventriloquism and she's the one (laughs) yelling into the walls, throwing sound around the house, fucking with her family. Yep. Where is she learning multiple languages from? Where is she learning tavern songs from? How's she learning how she's to curse? How she, <laughs> she's a drunk. She's a thirteen-year-old drunk. How she? Um, how she creating a voice that a reporter heard and said, "Not like any fucking human should I've ever heard." Yeah. Like there's the, the hard part about all of this, though, is like so much of this information is just coming from the family. Yeah, the vast majority of it. The right? only documentation is they said it happened. Yeah. So. Did that guy that so what that, the fuck? Well, did that reporter hear it speak those seven different languages, or did the family just say, "Yeah, sometimes it speaks Yiddish"? Right. 
And he said they seem like good down to earth. Well, I don't know what the verbiage he used was, but like good down to earth, normal people who wouldn't be lying about such a thing. Yeah. And he took that at their word and said, yeah, it speaks multiple languages. God damn it. I just, I mean, to, to me, that's not worth a ton. You know, people assess people incorrectly all the time. Right. But a lot I, of people th- thought like fucking Jeffrey Dahmer was a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> like people are wrong about shit like that. No, often. definitely. Which, which then, which then leads me to go. So, what's the most rational thing that that this family concocted this very wild story f- for the fuck of it? For the views, um, right? For the views, because because that's the thing, right? Is like they didn't. We talked about like they didn't gain anything from it, really. Is they it sold- possible that the the daughter managed to, at least for a while, genuinely like trick her parents? Yes. And then by the time it became a story, if they did figure it out, maybe they didn't want to say. Uh, we got tricked by you, our thirteen-year-old fucking daughter. Yeah, yeah, sorry, this brat. International newspapers that are publishing updates on this. Uh, we're just we're gullible. I mean, yeah, but at that point, wouldn't you just want to shut it down and like get the people? Like, why are you like why just are you allowing investigators gone. to stay in your home for seven days at a time? Yeah. If you're just like no, like. Our fucking goofy daughter was bullshitting us. And uh, also, maybe maybe it was a real poltergeist situation. They I, often happen in homes where there are <gasps> teenage women. I just had a breakthrough. What? Did they say? Wait, yes, they did. In the yeah. the guy who stayed with them, he said yeah. perhaps it's a split personality disorder with yeah. the father. Right, but it, or did he say he? He's his he stick was with the father, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was. I mean, it could have been one of the other family members. I was just saying, if someone caught her, the daughter making noises once, mm-hmm. she could she could have had like I don't know some version of that it, same. It does, yeah. it does seem yeah. more likely to me that mental health issues of any kind would be uh, would go undiagnosed longer in a. 13 year old than an yeah. adult. Yeah. Yeah, harder to harder to pinpoint. I don't know enough about um well, any types of disorders to know when that stuff usually pops up at what age, I yeah. think. It's like 13, 13 to 18. is pretty young for a lot of stuff, but I don't know. Who yeah. can know? Um yeah, I mean if it's not that, then you're left with there was a poltergeist of some sort. There was a supernatural cryptid of some sort. My name is Jeff. <laughs> or a, a weasel ghost. Yeah. Mon ghost. We got to take Jeff at his word. Yeah. yeah. But even that changed multiple times. Right. He had so many jobs. There was Busy also, man. there was also like, I don't, I don't know the, the feeling that I have, especially with, um, with like a feeling that the family had to have co-concocted it is just the whole no Jeff Jeff wakes us up yeah no he wakes us up in the morning or yeah. like you know Jeff puts out the fire when we forget about it or no Jeff tells us when the neighbors down the street have talked about us and we don't you know like yeah. there's just so much there's so many layers and complexities to what they envisioned this thing doing or providing them or giving to them that I'm like Man, they had to kind of all be. I mean, you've 
if this is one person in the family going to do this, how are you convincing the entire family that this is what's happening? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, how are you going to convince the kid that there's this animal who's going to visit your neighbors and pull, you know what I mean? Like that's so much more effort and there's a level of complexity that seems like it would be way too hard to accomplished by just like a being speaking through the walls to one of them or to two of them and it's really just your parent in the other room like hollering into the rafters. Do you know what I mean? Can I read uh, this is from a book called Jeff exclamation point the strange tale of an extra special talking mongoose. Jeff! (laughs) Jeff! Jeff! My name is Jeff. There it is. Written by Christopher Josephy. Okay. Um, I couldn't get a hold of the whole book in time, but I found an excerpt um, talking about, see, he went out there more recently um, and spent a lot of time in the area because the house is not there anymore and talking to people. Um, He says, quote, indeed, the more likely story that Jeff never really existed is in many ways more unsettling than the paranormal explanation. Oh, mainly because it defies a number of common assumptions about human psychology and the way a small family, mainly isolated, might grow in strange ways. Mm. Looking for a motive beyond profit and fame suggests a family in turmoil, a crisis that manifested itself in a mischievous and protective supernatural creature. Did Vore invent Jeff to connect with her father? Um... Oh, sorry, this is actually from a review of that book by Christopher Josephy. Um, Josephy notes that Irving claimed his daughter was, quote, not an affectionate child, and that the only one of his children he'd been close to was his son, Gilbert, who, by the time of Jeff's appearance, had moved to the mainland. Unsurprising, then, that Jeff emerged as a replacement son for James. James Irving's fondness for Jeff was matched by Jeff's warm, warm feelings for Jim or Jimmo, as if in acknowledgement of a father-son relationship. Jeff would ask Irving to tell him ghost stories at night. So just speaking That's very sad. Just speaking more generally to like Ooh. maybe there were just a lot of messed up family dynamics at work and like maybe some amount of mental health on multiple parties yeah. and just like generally sort of a unhealthy situation for everyone involved. Yeah, created this sort of being that got out of hand. And both for the three of them and for outsiders looking at the story, it's less scary in a way or less uh, sad to look at a story about a talking mongoose than to be like, these guys really need help that they're not getting and we probably can't provide. Right. Wow. Right. Again, Purely speculation, but that's really all we have to go on with this story. Yeah, and also, you know, at I mean, Occam's Razor, right? Like, you go for what's the most right. logical, what's the most probable and logical answer to the story, and it like that's where my compass starts to lead me is this sort of co-created like group delusion, yeah, that exists because of these isolated, Uh-oh. strange, new, fucked up family dynamics. That turns into this thing that just gets fully out of hand. I mean, you're living in a pretty harsh environment, just like climate wise. Right. In a house with two other people. Right. And no electricity. Right. I'm, I was scared. And now I'm deeply sad. <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't know. It may have been a, yeah. a mongoose. Okay, thank you. It might have been a mongoose. That's better. Mm-hmm. Might have been a mongoose. That's more bearable. 
Exactly. Then the sad, sad, sad truth. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I think the I think the reality of the explanation that you just hypothesized too is it is it is in many ways it's like uh is is that the phrase for it group group delusion what's the oh the uh folie a deux folie a deux it's like a shared, a shared delusion a shared delusion yeah. like that concept or, or toi in this in this case yeah toi because it makes more <laughs> sense to me that do you know i speak french now i do <laughs> um I can do Spanish. I can't. Um, it, it makes more sense to me that the you know the daughter says things like, "Well, I saw it," and the mother says, "Well, I took a photo of it," and the dad says, "I had him draw a self portrait." Yeah, and I and you I, know that Jeff drew a self portrait at one point, according to James. Oh, oh did not God. know that detail. I See, found, I found a photo they, with some some link or a, a link with some photos of the the prince and alleged photos of Jeff and uh, Jeff's self portrait. Oof. Yeah, we should pull the ripcord before we before we before we take this thing too hard. Because that's yeah, this that's getting woofy. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. sounds so much more like a shared delusion than it does anything else. Well, well, on that note, <laughs> that's that on that. Lydia, what do you want to shout out? Anything going on? Any shows? Records? Anything you want to tell the people about? Tell them right now. I have drank three Lacroix during this episode. And I've never had to pee worse. Yeah. Also, you have, you. A, you have a show on May fourth at Bauhaus. Yeah, I do. With our buddy POS. Yeah. Tight. I'm it's a go it's real talk and live music. So Tight. interviews about mental health and then dope playing a, lo- a couple of tunes about how sad I am. I like it. We'll be there. Um, <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's uh, patreon.com slash what if podcast if you want to get more episodes. It's hi at what if podcast.com if you want to send us an email, 612 246 4614. If you want to leave us a voicemail, and what if podcast.com for all of your what if needs. We love you guys. We appreciate you for supporting the show. And as always, we will see you next week. Y'all stay focused. Y'all keep working hard. Believe in yourself. Prove everybody that doubts y'all wrong. Show up every day. Stay pure. Keep your heart pure. Stay motivated, stay inspired, show love to your people.